Chatting with Sherry is presented by the writers and illustrators of the future. They've been providing a means for new and budding writers to have a chance for the creative efforts to be seen and acknowledged. Welcome to Chatting with Sherry. I'm really excited because tonight you're going to listen to a wonderful recording I did with Anthony and Julie Sharp. Anthony Sharp is best known as Seth and Miss Fisher's murder mysteries, but he is a very diverse actor. He's done a lot of different things, and we're going to chat about it. And Julie is an MC for Princess of the Night, which is a really cool burlesque show that's in Australia and tours. Um, it's a long chat. It's a fun chat. It covers a lot of stuff. So sit back, relax, and listen to Anthony and Julie. Hi, Anthony and Julie. Welcome to the show. I haven't talked to you in so long. I know. It feels like it's been, well, it's been months, hasn't it? It's been a while. It's certainly been a while, yes. Ever since Ed had his last interview with you, that just went absolutely off the chart crazy. I know. I keep, you keep sending me these updates of the millions of downloads. Now, I think you've said 37 million downloads. What I want to ask on this one is if everyone who downloads can send me a dollar. Um, <laughs> and and that's, that's what we're after on this one. Um, you know what? That would be great. <laughs> I would never work again. <laughs> no, but we yeah, don't. Yeah, well, you can't help yourself. <laughs> but we want you to work. And, you're, and like Julie says, you're kind of a worker, kind of be, so you're not going to stop. And even if you got billions <laughs> and billions of dollars... <laughs> But we're doing well. We're we're just you know like everyone else at the moment. We're in lockdown. Um, I, I you know like I had a discussion with Julie talking about uh, in our radio show the other day with someone talking about the isolation. I don't think I've ever spoken with people more. Um, so I I don't really call it isolation so much myself. Um, <laughs> it certainly is a restricted movement. Um, we you know we take the dog out for a walk and do the you know once or twice a day exercise and. Um, Probably eating a lot more food and buying a lot more bottles yeah, of wine. Yeah, we go to the shops a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you do that, you sort of go, you know, right, that's it, right? Business starting right now. We're going for it. No more, no more red wine, or you know, during while you make dinner, you know, and then the next, you know, night comes around, bit of music on, making some dinner. Ooh, need a glass. So it's 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 a bloody oh god, it's a it's a wicked nasty cycle. But, um, but, um, it's been strange. It really has. Um, but like you said, because of our technology, it's not that you're not talking or seeing or hearing from people. It's more like you don't have the freedoms you're used to. You can't just jump in the car and go see a movie or something. You know, the yeah. go, or meet friends for coffee. You know, normal yeah, stuff that we can't do. It's 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 certainly um, I, I'm. I'm thinking there's, you know, there's going to be so much innovation out of this that's going to happen, though, and, like, it's very interesting, like, you know, necessity is the mother of all invention and all the things that have had to have taken place at the moment and are taking place, you know, in terms of ways of doing things remotely, I really, and the technology is getting developed from it and even proving that some things can be done, you know, like working from home, for jobs, all of these different things, even our daughter with schooling, obviously it's challenging, um, but there's some fantastic things that are coming out of it, and it's like a, she's excelling in her independence with it. Yeah, almost. she yeah. Um, uh, amazing. She loved loved the film Jojo Rabbit. Just <laughs> you know, really really loved that 
and um, she's gotten right into it. So she took it upon herself, and she loved the soundtrack, and the soundtrack has um, uh, German better heroes. Uh, what's his name? David Bowie. Um, the and song the Heroes and the Beatles, the German versions, and she just loved those. So she's taken it upon herself now using Google Translator, not even doing a course, but she's teaching herself German. Good for writing, her! Writing yeah. down the words to the songs. Like, like we're talking, you know, an hour, two hours a day at the moment, and she's teaching herself German. It's just all these kind of crazy things that are coming out of it that people are doing. It'll be really interesting to see how we continue those things on in the future, you know? Yeah, it's interesting because I, I, I've i been working pretty hard because I've been doing a lot of shows, but I've also been studying stuff that I haven't studied since I was in school. Like, um, I was an archaeology student, so I was like, why don't I pull out my hieroglyphics things and try to learn... And I'm trying. It's not as easy as it was when I was in my 20s. <laughs> Get that brainy elasticity back yeah. again. I think that's what it is. My The elastics left my brain. <laughs> yeah. I, just, um, I just have found on um, Facebook a, a free course to do nutrition. So I'm going to have a look at that. I think it's a seven, only a seven-day course, but I think that'll be something that'll... That'll be fun. Yeah, that sounds great. I mean, we have to do something to expand ourselves because we don't have the freedom to leave our places, so we have to do something to widen ourselves. Is it with you, with with America over there, like what we just saw in the news that... um, It got up to a million. Got up to a million cases. So so at the moment over there, it's still, in terms of the infection, the, the rate's still growing, correct? Is that right? Yeah, I mean... Our governor just said that we're actually getting to a flat, I think that's exactly what he said, flatter line. We're not flat line, but we're getting to a flatter line. Actually, of all of the government officials, he's the only person that I have seen who gives clear information and has a clear plan to protect us. No one else does that (laughs) in the country that I can see. (laughs) Yeah, it it looks like it's pretty hairy and wild over there at the moment. But it's interesting. I mean, he, because um, there, there are people who are running to the beach and he was like, don't, he was asking people to please leave and the, he didn't want to send the troops out. He's just trying to get people to understand this is not us being mean, this is for your own benefit. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Yeah, it's certainly hard, and I think that's you know you know people want to they want to get back to normalcy, they want to get the income coming back in, and they want to get the social sort of thing. So it's certainly it's certainly a time to to innovate and keep yourself busy with lots of different things. That's for sure. But we're even finding over here probably a week ago um, that the novelty of the isolation kind of wore off a little bit, and think there's more people in the streets and stuff again now, and people aren't being um, so rigid as what they were for the first month, I suppose. It's, it's now going on to the next stage where people are like, ah, you know, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> it's a little bit like that. I yeah. think we just had an MP and two policemen got busted for having a party. So that's the, yeah, that's really? the investigation. An MP? Like <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that's a good example. If you can't. You know, set an example. That's that's pretty. <laughs> a street oh, party. A street party. <laughs> yeah. That's um, even worse. 
That is even worse. Having a, a party in your house is one thing, but a, a street party? That's outrageous. Yeah, funny. So, yeah. Funny, but not funny. What I hope it's not your MP. <laughs> no, I don't know. I think it's New South Wales again. New South Wales seems to be um, poor running. Yeah, that's right, yeah. <laughs> we, uh, we've got our, our neighbours, we've got very colourful neighbours over the back, lots of uh, young, uh, I think they're young sort of 20s and uni student sort of vibe and uh, Tradies. tradies and all sorts of young youngies over the back like we used to be many years ago. Yeah, yes, back then. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, one lot of them have, have, have built themselves a big skateboard ramp so now you just hear out the back this ticka 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 That's how they're coping with their isolation so there's a, there's a bunch of them in the same house but um, yeah, it's just music and um, hearing the skateboard clamour up and down the... Um, I remember when I was a kid, down the block, a a stuntman, a professional stuntman lived down the block. He had like a stuntman thing where like all the jumps and all that stuff in his backyard. So when we were, we walked our dog in that direction so we could watch them from the, because you saw them over the fence because... They were on the high jumps, and they were doing all kinds of stuff. So we would, and we weren't, the, I mean, pretty much all the kids would, like, go there, find excuses, ride their bikes by, whatever, just so they can look up and see what they're doing. <laughs> I have to say I'm loving, um, I think it's on TikTok or, or one of those uh, things that are being passed around. Um, and one, the first one that came out was the burlesque girls that, they would throw like a pair of sexy knickers from the screen. They said, do their bit, wipe the screen with the um, with the knickers, and then they would be in their beautiful glam outfits and stuff like that, like their burlesque outfits. And then it would get passed on to the next person and same sort of thing. And the stuntmen just did a version of it, and it's um, <laughs> and it's like kicks and hits and throwing things, and and so they're. There's just these stuntmen that are in isolation, and they're just doing these incredible stunts, like being hit by something, or and it's it's so great. Which um which sounds like a great segue into yes. a chain movie that Sharpie's come up with. Yes, oh so yeah, I want to hear about that. Yes, definitely. It's, it's an experimental. I'm calling it an experimental crowdsourced film project. Um, we're just about to launch. We're going to launch it on the first of May. Um, and we've just collected a couple of episodes so that we're just a little bit ahead. But basically, I was chatting. Um, I've got a production company uh, which is made up of a collective of um, people from Australia and America, and was having a chat with one of the other producers, talking about the fact that we can't sort of go out and produce everything. Any sort of projects that we're trying to push at the moment are all on hold. And I said, well, how could we sort of shoot something or create some sort of episodic thing or film or you know, with everyone in lockdown. And then he said, well, what about the old stories, you know, like when you were young, you did the chain stories. I'm not sure if you ever did one, um, Sherry, but basically you write like a few lines of a story or a page of a story and then you hand it to the next person and then you leave it with a cliffhanger. And then, you know, you said, you know, this, this and this happened. And then I turned around and, and then the next person picks it up and they might go, and there was a dinosaur there and, you know, whatever it is. Yep. Uh, and then they continue the story, they pass it on, pass it on. So we sort of came up with this crazy idea of what if we actually did it with a chain moving sort of a story. So basically 
someone films the scene, they leave a little bit of a sort of a cue or a cliffhanger at the end of the exit there, and then the next person picks up from that, and they continue the story on. That's um, cool. So that is kind of that's kind of the the uh, the purpose, or you know, like the uh, what's what's the term? That's the, the, the premise of, of how it's done. <laughs> we, we had we had a. Uh, sit in a chat and talked about you know what could be like a great sort of log line story something that's global and um, that's easy to do and so we came up with the the log line of this is uh, in a moment of global panic the artificial intelligence that we've created to help us turns against us turning our devices into antagonists intent on manipulating us towards our own destruction so it's basically that um, whether it's artificial intelligence, whether it's a hacker, whatever it is, uh, whether it's governments, whether it's big corporate, basically that our smart devices start um, screwing with us um, and, and then we see as this unfolds across the globe and uh, very early in the piece there's a message that gets um, sent out like an amber alert that you get over there in America basically saying um, the end is coming, you have seven days left. Now, what that end is, whether it's the end of the internet, whether it's the end of the world, whether it's an end of the year sale, who knows? <laughs> um, so basically, we've left it at that, um, and I created the first episode, um, uh, which has been done already, and, and we've started passing that on, and you tag the next person, and, and they do it. it. It's a very challenging thing, because with the chain story, you can create characters and keep those characters continuing. However, with the movie, Obviously, your characters are coming into the movie for a couple of minutes and then they're disappearing, most likely never to be seen again um, because, you know, someone else has got to pick that up and run. So that's, that's the basic premise of it and we're going to be um, uploading that up onto uh, our YouTube account and running with that and just sort of seeing what happens. Like, it is an experiment, so it could be amazing, it could be totally weird and stupid, um, but... We, we've given people total um, free license to... I sort of started as a little bit more of a thriller and a bit more straight, um, but as we're finding, some people want to do a comedy. Some people, you know, it might be... Some people might do an episode that's a horror version. Someone might do, a, a, like, an animation episode. Like, it really is just up to each individual to take it and run with it, to do whatever they want. Um, there's 48 hours to do it, and you've got to create... You've got to write, shoot, and edit, and then upload each segment or episode in 48 hours um, some people because uh, we, we're a couple ahead now um, some people have done really good production value other people have just done a single shot on the iPhone um, we've been sponsored by uh, Filmstro for our sound score um, which is an online soundtrack music company and um, so we're just going to sort of get it out there and try and make it go as viral as we can and hopefully the idea is to give creatives a chance to sort of basically be doing something in creating and, and to give people stuck at home just something that they can tune in every two days and get an updated uh, an updated episode. But the whole the whole purpose of it is that it's supposed to be fast and fun and it's it's not aiming for perfection and it's not sort of showing what this um, any of the professional creatives would do if they were under normal circumstances. It's more about just finding that old joy that we used to have of grabbing a camera going out and filming some stuff, cutting it together and showing your mates and uh, you know and just, just seeing how it's um, you know, seeing, doing it for the fun of it. So. so as you can see Sharpie has been incredibly busy in this lockdown period. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
there's been a lot yeah there's been a lot of um there's been a lot of uh you've been renovating the house and doing this film extravaganza yes so but yeah but if you um that's the the, the details i'm just going to get the details because i've just uh launched our new uh website for set apart pictures so it's setapartpictures.net um and the um location for this actual landing page which gives information about this project is setapartpictures.net forward slash the dash chain dash movie dash project um that is the url if, if anyone does want to take a look uh, and that'll be launching no, on the first of May. No, that we'll it in show notes, maybe. <laughs> I so think yeah, it's yeah, cool. I it reminds. So I'm sorry. I was gonna. I was just gonna say it reminds me of an um, improv game that I had when we were in acting class. It was called Pass It On, and you uh, you uh, had no idea what you're going to have to do, and somebody would start an improv by something that was written. And then when they passed it on, they'd hand another piece of paper silently and you would have like a second to read it and go on with it and you had no idea what you were doing but it had to somehow fit in. Sort of like that. <laughs> it, it is. It's, like, it's all that sort of the theatre games, those, those all sort of things. And it's just, about, it's just about fun and creativity and not, not getting too serious. Even if you do a serious piece or a serious thing, it's, it's done for the fun of it and we're hoping that with people in lockdown like we I got Julie and Lucy involved I even had Lucy at one point grabbing the camera our big camera and she, she was like great and um, <laughs> so she was shooting some of the scene she had no idea how to shoot but that's the sort of um, that's the spirit behind it is just just get out there and do it as fast as you can have a bit of fun and let's see what happens and it, it's it's um but the interesting thing too is, is because um I was saying that he he doesn't have control over it, so it's, you know they've, they've come together and they've, they've come up with this idea. But now that it gets passed on, he's like, "Oh, it sort of went in this direction. I was kind of expecting it to go in this direction, but then I don't have any control over it." And he's finding that a bit, yeah, a bit difficult. Well, it's, it is. It's hard because you you have like normally you create a project and you're the master of that project and you have final say. But this one is you get you know your one to five minutes to put your stamp on it, and after that, it's see you later. You've got zero control over you are, you've passed it on you passed it on and what's kind of funny is that a normal story would build and um a normal story builds and it has you know the three different acts but what happens with here is that everyone wants to get straight into the meat of it so it's just the, <laughs> the story explodes and, and goes so it's, it's it's look it'll be a really a really interesting project i don't know whether it's going to be successful or not um, whether we get anyone watching it, whether it works, but the whole point is that it's an experiment and it is something that we, um, as a company, if it, if we do get some traction with it, we've got a whole bunch of ideas around um, doing more and, um, and actually uh, seeing what we can do to have a bit of fun in this sort of space. There's a lot more stuff now that's being consumed in these short little snippets. There's a new uh, platform called Quibi, Q-U-I-B-I, I think it is, Quick Bites, it's short for, and um, they're like really high-end production uh, shows that are, are done, I think, under seven minutes, I think it is, um, designed to be consumed on your phone and everything. And, and it's a massive platform that's, that's, uh, you know, that's just been launched. So people are consuming things in different ways. And, and after you know, this particular pandemic that we're all in at the moment, um, it's, it's certainly 
coming up with innovative ways to, to keep people interested and, and give them little relief from bits of the I wonder if like, but isolation though, like because we are at home, are people reconnecting with their TVs again, do you think, instead of watching everything on a portable device and you know, on the go and stuff, nice to have that actual moment of sitting in front of the TV, relaxing with your bowl of popcorn, <laughs> watching Robert the Bruce over the weekend. <laughs>
uh, and they watch on and then all the uh, the actors and the director um, there was a bunch of us we actually had a, a zoom a zoom party and we all watched that and then um, all the actors were you know tweeting up as the film went sharing photos sharing stories and different things as the film went on and, and apparently it's a massive success and we just got word that um, it, it was the number one movie on iTunes um, on the weekend in, in America or yep. around the world, maybe. Yeah, I don't well, know. Maybe, maybe America. Let's go global. Yeah, it's yeah, probably global. Yeah. Hey. So, so which which for a small independent film is is pretty amazing, um, and it, it's great to see that there is this sort of there's different ways of having success in the you know in the independent film film game. So we're not sure what that means. What you know what's going to happen from that, but it's certainly. It's great, and it feels like the word is getting out there about it, and it's becoming a bit more of a known uh, quantity as a project. So very exciting. I wonder. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, I wonder if they're going to start having like virtual film festivals. They seem to be having virtual everything else. Mm. Maybe Con will be a virtual Con film festival, (laughs) and Robert the Bruce will be there. It's a great way to do it, though. Imagine that. Imagine having a whole weekend of films just being streamed that you can watch. That would be incredible. Yeah. And they've just Andrew Lloyd Webber has just joined with iTunes. Oh no, YouTube wasn't it? And he's doing his um, musicals every Friday night. That's why it's really weird. Okay, my radio plays are doing really well, and there's a lot of professional. Uh, I have professional actors in my radio plays, but still, there's a lot of professional, like Andrew Lloyd Webber, and <laughs> people are like loving my shows. Why is that? <laughs> That's fantastic. That's so good, and yeah, there's there's just so much going on, and and that was going to be my next. Segue was that um, with the whole iTunes thing, Anthony has Robert the Bruce and he also has Miss Fisher's uh, Crypt of Tears that just, has just gone on to... Acorn. <laughs> so he's in two films that are on iTunes at the moment, so he's pretty happy. That's right. Two films, two, and they were both in top movies. Yep. Top movies on iTunes. And, <laughs> and... I've seen Miss Fisher and the Crypt of Tears 28 times. You have not. I have. You lot, you lot are the craziest and best (laughs) bunch of fans of a show that I've ever known. It is crazy. And that doesn't include seeing it at the theater when I was in Palm Springs now. (laughs) I just pushed that over. (laughs) It's a gorgeous and you know the, the funny thing, like the funny thing, even when we're going to um, to the uh, to the Miss Fisher Con um, cons as well, that, and and recently when everyone was in Australia and and different fans are sort of asking, you know, like oh, I remember in you know episode you know fifteen and you and Bert were butter, and I've got no idea because it's so long ago, <laughs> and, and and I'm just like oh really yeah, yeah. and like I can't even remember the bloody story, let alone. <laughs> Of, you know of, of what happened but um, it's certainly yeah god 28 times wow that's that's, that's impressive that's, I um, thought it was pretty good what's your highlight in it Sherry what's your favourite favourite part I have, a, I, don't have, I have a lot of favourite parts I don't have one highlight I love the scene with everybody in Melbourne with everybody I, I only wish lucky, lucky 
started off with that, I'll tell you. I, yeah, I know. I didn't want to get killed by Julie. Um, <laughs> no, but I did. I was like, and the little little tiny Easter egg about Dorothy is nice. Um, hopefully that will continue in the next movie. Yeah. And I wish Seth talked. Um, <laughs> I did. I did. I got cut to the cutting room floor. <laughs> I had one or two lines, and um, and uh, I must have, yeah. So I, I must have didn't fit into the time. Didn't fit into the time. I must have stumbled. Yeah, I loved all the costumes. The costumes are just exquisite. I I I loved the whole movie. I but my favorite. I there's a few favorite scenes. One of my favorite scenes was. Uh, it was sort of like a little bow to last show of the 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 series was when um, Phryne holds up the astrolabe at the ball and the stars and there's a shooting star and, and it's just her and Jack and the astrolabe and it's just like the um, observatory in the in the last episode of uh, the regular series no idea so there you go again yeah <laughs> yeah but I just Hey, I am. Okay, let me tell you, you're not alone. I was and still am a fan of Xena. And you ask Lucy Lawless or Renee O'Connor about, especially Lucy, about any episode of Xena, and she will kind of. She she only remembers the stuff that's really hard. Like she she remembered uh, been there done that episode because they had to keep doing it over and over again. She thought it was really clever, but it was really hard. That she remembers. But most things she does, and she hated dancing. She loved singing, but she hated dancing. Those episodes she remembered. But most of the stuff they why did Cena ask Gabrielle to do this? And she'd look at you and think, sorry, honey, I don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, you're not alone. <laughs> in it and only doing your bit in it, though, so you don't feel that it's disjointed. And years ago, and you know, yeah, it's just, um, yeah, it's 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 a, it's a funny thing. But do you but, remember uh, the hard parts? Because that's what people seem to remember. Something that was difficult to do. Driving the car was probably difficult for you. <laughs> Lots of fun in the car. <laughs> the main thing in the car was just me and Trav who played, for those listening, who played Bert, um, just giving each other grief, you know, because you, none of the cars had synchro mesh or anything, so you, it'd be very easy to grind the gears when you're going, you have to do what's called double clutching, and, and they were big, heavy cars that we drove, and they wouldn't stop properly, they wouldn't turn. The first car we ever had to drive, which I think is, is it a Model T Ford, I'm always, I'm always unsure with that, but it was the weirdest thing to drive. You had, like, where your blinker would be on the on the uh, side of the steering wheel indicator. That, the indicator um, that would be that was actually you push that forward that was the accelerator so not on the floor near your feet so when you're going to pull up you've got to remember to go back to the steering column and pull that back with your hand and it, it, it was just all it was the weirdest thing and we had to do chase scenes down these little back alleys and stuff with it and I just always would laugh because I I, I was thinking of the people that owned the cars and they'd always be there, these old guys that had these beautiful cars and you just sort of see them. They must have just been just white. Pale, pale, looking pale from the side. <laughs> you, know, you know, slowly ruining their cars, driving them around, but um, it was it was very funny. Yeah, that yeah. taxi looked like it was a very difficult car to drive. <laughs> it was. It, 
Yeah, no, look, but getting back onto that, the, the, in terms of the, you know, doing things online and, you know, like you were saying with your, you know, the play readings and everything, um, it's, they, they did one, I think it was Redline Theatre, an Australian company, they did a play, uh, a play read, and somehow they got um, Alec Baldwin involved, so he was doing it from, from, um, from overseas, and, um, you know, from his apartment, and they sold, like, 9,000 tickets or something to this online play reading. Oh, wow. And uh, a play that I was involved with in, and, help, and helping create recently, um, they're looking at taking that online. Wow. And we're going to do a play read for that, so, um, which I think we've got a rehearsal this week, uh, a little play called Blindsided. And um, so that'll be an interesting thing, again, something I've never done before, and it'll be, because you're on camera as well, it'll be... It'll and be, it's not a Sandra Bullock movie. This one? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even think of that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there was well, a movie well, like that. Um, yeah, with a beard. Sandra Bullock with a beard. I've got the hair for it. Um, so that'll be, <laughs> so that'll be, <laughs> that'll be an interesting uh, exercise to do. So see how to do that. And trying to actually connect with people, you know, on their Skype and, or I don't Zoom or whatever. I don't even know how we're going to... I think we've got a technical run and then, uh, and then we'll probably be doing it the following week. So I'll have to... Um, uh, let you know the uh, the address and the time and where to tune in for that. So I think basically what we're going to do is is put it up, and if people want to donate, they can. And uh, and if not, um, uh, that's donate fine. as in buy a ticket. As buying in, yeah, buying buying a ticket. Yeah. Donate to all these poor lesbians. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, poor lesbians. Totally out of work at the moment, so there's no work. You know, we've lost all our live gigs and everything. So it is. It's a bit. It's a pretty scary time. Um, it is. Uh, in terms of, and and then you know, like the rooms that that we both do, we do a lot of casino shows um, with our respective shows, and you're talking rooms that might have up to a thousand people in them. So, you know, and we're looking at that, and both of us and going, when is the government going to want a thousand people squashed back into a room again? And that feels like that's going to be a long time away. So well, apparently the casino, our casino, is uh, going along the guidelines of the Las Vegas casino. Uh, so they've got like a ten-step program of introducing, you know, bits and pieces of the casinos back into workable places. Um, but again, you know, America is very different to Australia at the moment. So so we might find that we we go ahead of that. 10 step schedule anyway. Do it in seven. Do it in seven. Five minutes. Make it seven. Roll it. I'm sorry. I couldn't help it. Great thing. I think about Mary. One of the best things. So that will be interesting. So uh, things seem to be looking at maybe July. Uh, our casinos might start opening the doors and stuff again but we're hoping with my show The Princes we're hoping to maybe look at October about going back so so fingers crossed that we get there then but it might be next year yeah it's really it's really a difficult time that's one of the reasons I thought the thing that was online I actually I think Tony Tilts was the first person I saw do it putting pictures of themselves doing um, something, a film or something, and then putting the thing about uh, appreciating the um, 
performers and helping the performers and stuff like that. And not perform everybody that's um, working on film because everybody that's working in film is out of work. <laughs> and, and, and here's the thing, and this, and this I don't know how it's been over there, but certainly in Australia, where there's a massive, uh, whole big gap of, of um, industry people that that um, don't fall under the right banner to actually get any um, income cover that the government is providing here in their stimulus packages. And, you know, it's that thing of saying, while all the public, while you're all stuck at home, you sit there and you binge watch television shows, know that, you know, and listen to music and do all the things that, that, that artists have created, know that at the same time that, you know, we're not getting looked after. And and it's a, it's a classic thing where people... The arts are always, you know, the government over here has cut funding to the arts, all these different things that they do constantly squashing it down. And then you realise how, how important much it is. impact you have on, on, on the world in terms of bringing joy and bringing entertainment to people. And that's right, listening to music, watching shows, you know, all of these different things that happen. And you've got to support. Again, look, it's different. America, you know, like in terms of, in terms of the, the, the acting world, especially, it's, it is an industry over there, like, you know, and in, certainly in, in Los Angeles, you know, it's, it's a, a bona fide employment activity, like the biggest, whereas in Australia, it still feels like, oh, you're an actor, or yeah, right, okay. Yeah, get a real job. Get a real job, you know, so it's, it's there's a lot of the arts, and, and a lot of what's happened over the years is you have a, a very small handful that are successful and get ongoing work, you know, at, at the top of their game. It's a very small pool over here, but what used to happen was there was this big secondary level that people who weren't the A-listers or even the B-listers could stay employed and they could be doing these shows and these things and there was government incentives to to keep them within the industry, to keep them honing their talents and to be bringing new people through. But what happens is when you cut out all those bottom levels of funding and, and help to those artists, there's this massive gap where the new people coming through then fall out and stop, and the people that have been existing in it, but they've got to end up paying their mortgage, so they, they drop out. And then there's this ongoing effect of those people, you know, there's a, there's a gap. It'd be like having a, a big football team and, and not supporting the, the kids that are coming through the schools to, you know, to then flow into into those teams. There becomes a gap and people fall out of the industry. So it's, it's, it's very interesting in times like these how everyone starts to rely on it again, and I just hope that that translates into just a little bit of thought to what, you know, we do. I mean, and that's not saying anything bad about any other job choices and how much that helps in the need of society, but it's just that one little focus of we do, you know, often provide a really great service, and, and it does feel quite often that it can go unnoticed with support. Yeah. You know? I agree, and uh, it's weird. Um, they've been cutting... Uh, public television funding, NEA, National Endowment for the Arts. Um, a, a lot of important funding here in the U.S. too. Um, it's and 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 uh, cutting uh, after-school programs for kids. Uh, some poor kids that didn't can't afford to get an instrument. The only place they can play an instrument is in school. And when they started cutting the funds to those school programs, these kids didn't have, they didn't have an instrument, they had nowhere to play. That, that, that actually has a hero, um, you may have heard of him, Barry Manilow. He actually, 
<laughs> he he actually put money into every school system so wow. kids will have instruments to bring home and keep that, that that's their instrument. He went yeah. all around the country doing that when they started canceling all those um programs. So people can do something. Um <laughs> No, you're right, it is it's uh but anyway, so I forgot what led me off on that ramble, but that was... Um, <laughs> yeah, well, I was just picking up on it. Yeah, I know. But it's very important, the art. <laughs> I agree with that. you. <laughs> go ahead. You go? No. Uh, no. <laughs> I knew we were going to do that. I waited and waited. And then and I thought, I'll let you speak. And then I, I waited a few more seconds. Thought, oh, bigger air gap there. I better let you go. And then we both spoke at the same time. No, you, tell, you go. What were you going to ask? No, I was just going to say... Um, you said that the stimulus package that it doesn't include everybody because that's one thing. I mean, our Congress is not perfect. Believe me, really not perfect. But they actually set something up. Even if you don't pay taxes, you're getting stimulus. Everybody's getting the stimulus package. Yeah, it's it, um, look. I, look, I don't think it's and whether it's intentional or not. I guess the, the, you know there's there's categories, and obviously they're putting all these categories in place that you've got to, you know, the criteria rather, so that you've got to fall under this specific thing to, to get um, to get a payment. And and the idea, I'm assuming, behind that is is to stop people rotting the system so that you don't get, you know, five um, Joe Smiths, uh, you know, you know, coming and grabbing that same lot of money for that one person. Um, however, it's, it, there's... Uh, it, it look, it's, it look. I mean, it's probably boring to go into, but it, it's, it's in terms of it's like a job keeper payment we've got called here, and and the employers continuing to pay their staff. But what happens because the nature of the business is such a um, transient one that uh, the, the employers you've got to show a certain amount of time, and there's it, it, a whole bunch yeah, of different stuff. Yeah, and and that's not a lot of people fall through the gaps. In, in our industry because it's not the way our industry works. So I'm just hoping that they will, uh, you know, do reforms on that. Um, I mean, look, it's a very hard task for the government to try and encapsulate millions and millions of people in a very short amount of time exactly. um, to, try and to do it. So I I, I don't... Um, I wish... I'm glad it's not me. That's, I certainly won't, don't hold it against them. But it, it's just something that I, they need to obviously do a lot more work and the, 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 the people that are now without funds and don't have any money in the bank, there's a lot of people that are, you know that live sort of hand to mouth uh, very much uh, more than you realise and there's, you know, so it's just the case with, you know, you're freezing all your bank loans at the moment and all this sort of stuff but it's, a, it's certainly a frightening time. It, it is. is. It is. Um, um, I wanted to ask you about... Um, because we we talked about Miss Fisher, we talked about Robert the Bruce, we talked about your other project, but um, you both do music. Are you doing any kind of music? Um, look, at the moment, it's listening to a lot of music. listening to a lot of music. <laughs> we we um, uh, with my because uh, I'm only sort of doing cover music at the moment. Um, my acoustic duo, Battle Star Acoustica, uh, and our band Cherry Bomb. We've had a lot of the bands um, that have sort of gone online and they're doing sort of different little shows online. It's very hard to actually um, to do a live jam because of the uh, the slight delay that you get um, 
you know, from one connection to another. It's very hard to do that unless you pre-record it and you get, you know, uh, the other person sending you the footage and you add your bit on. We started doing, like, uh, we're getting the uh, our fans and stuff to put in requests for the songs they wanted to hear, but it, it was, for me, and look, and, I, and my other uh, partner that I play with, Ziggy, shout out to Ziggy, um, started putting all these things together as, as songs, and, and I must admit, like, they're the same bloody songs that I have to play every week that, you know, half, but they're great songs. He just doesn't want to do it. You know, songs like, songs like Summer of 69 and, and these songs that you've just played to death for 20, 20. 20 plus years. <laughs> you know, and so I haven't been able to bring myself to open the folder and actually to do it, you know, and I thought if I was going to do something like that, I would, because I'm, you're not getting paid to do it, I'm not, you know, I, I certainly would go and find songs that, that I love that probably no one even knows if I was going to do it which they would probably therefore have no interest in um, in actually seeing that but yeah I just look I can't bring myself that might be the next phase to Sherry of the lockdown because like I said it has been house renovation it has been chain movie projects it's been getting on Zoom and Twitter with all these other movies and stuff going on, so Anne has not even had a little bit of breathing space <laughs> yet. We pick up the guitar, so um, yeah. that's where it's been. And, and like I said, you know, we're homeschooling and, and things like that, so we, we do have this, we feel like we have this obligation, of course, to Lucy to, to be by her side the whole time. Where is she at the moment? I, I don't know. <laughs> She's doing school at the moment. But, you know, we have to make sure that she gets her physical activity every day and so and the dog as well and and stuff. So so before you know it, you you know, you start your day at like nine o'clock and and then the next thing you know it is, it's five o'clock and you're cooking dinner again and then yeah. the days are going so quickly and and there just doesn't it is, seem it is to be rocking, you're rocking much, the much like I find that I'm not really doing anything, but I, I I'm existing, and my, my days are very full. It, it's been good though in terms of um, of finding that you know bit of family time, and, and as much as yeah, why I, I always keep super busy. Like I've always got a hundred things to do, so it's given me a couple of opportunities to to like this project. It's still a, a love project to, to to be able to do that, and that thing of. In the outside world, there's there's sort of nothing to that you need to be doing um, that you need to, to feel guilty that you're not doing because you know that nothing's happening. So it's that sort of once in a lifetime opportunity to sort of do what you want to do in a way and not feel guilty about trying to overachieve. Um, and I think, as you know too, um, Sherry, even with like the radio shows, which is only you know a couple of hours for a program, but it's still a few days' work. You know, getting your guests organised, yep. research, <laughs> getting your stuff together, um, then you know, putting it all together, and, and so, so there's a couple of days in that, and you know, that seems to yeah. have been our last two weeks as well. It's just putting the radio show together. that we do, yeah. And, um, yeah, so <laughs> and it was so funny because it was the first month of um, lockdown that um, we had our first radio interview and we did I think three, three or four in a row and we were exhausted. I was actually talking to my brother about that last night. I was working all day Sunday on a bunch of stuff. Uh, the the rate you know, preparing for these shows, 
uh, working on, I, I repri I've been reprising my um, radio plays, and guess what? I am working on my book again. I am taking a block of time every day to work on my book because I really need to. Um, but I was like, you can tell people that I actually do work. <laughs> That's what I said to my brother. <laughs> That's right. Well, and it is great. And look, and if I do get a spare moment in this um, little pause on, on life, um, my one thing that I want to do is to learn how to do a solo on the guitar because I've never been able to. So I've got another muso mate that's he's in his lockdown that he's posting up these little starter videos to uh, learn how to do guitar solos, um, different scales and all that sort of stuff. So that is the one thing. If I do get a chance, I'm going to try and... Um, try and learn learn that in my spare time. That's a great so. thing, yeah. That way you can so, like feature yourself. Yeah, yeah. So so that's 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 the plan that's the plan there, but we'll we'll see what happens, you know, probably like Julie said, just end up doing a thousand things anyway. Guarantee so. <laughs> <laughs> that'll happen. Yeah. You were working on a was it a bed for Lucy? the thing you were showing oh, outside yeah. on your that's Instagram? That. I will I will send some pictures. Um, so I took the challenge of because um, Lucy's room's always been super, um, super great. She's actually just walked in at Mum's day. Good day, Lucy. Hi. <laughs> Hi, Lucy. Now um, this is going on blog. I know that blog talk radio. This is our interview with Sherry. So. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Hi. Um, so Lucy's room's always been it's it's been a bit cramped and everything. So we I thought I'm going to build this big loft bed, loft double bed and um And it so is a big loft bed, you we're just inches from the ceiling. Yeah, it's, it's quite it's like I can actually walk underneath it without having to duck. Um so wow. it's basically up a whole bunch of room uh, underneath. Um so I took on this little project and I could have bought one but you know, probably end up probably for around the same cost. But I, I like to take on a challenge and I've 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 built um the inbuilt wardrobes in, in both of our bedrooms because it's been something they've been wanting to do for a while. So I went down to the hardware and just got a bunch of materials thinking, I wasn't sure at the, at the early stages whether everything was going to close down. So I thought, I'm going to go and grab everything now. <laughs> well done, so that I've at least got some projects. So yeah, we finished off, got the rooms carpeted and painted. And so that's been another little handyman project, but I will send some photos through so you can stick them on yeah, there. Yeah, it's like a house now instead of sleeping in a storage room, which is yeah. which it has been for the last couple of years. So it's, it's yeah. nice to finally piece the house together. Yeah, it's been, I'm a mad renovator and, and we've done a couple of houses and, um, uh, you know, it, it's been that thing of letting Julie, forcing Julie and Lucy to live in, uh, in renovations for years and years and <laughs> We're pretty much finished the house now, so it's, and which has been great in terms of being, you know, stuck here, you know, twenty four seven. It's been great to, you know, I wouldn't like to have been stuck into this house, stuck in this house when we first bought it because it was a little old nana house, lots of pokey little rooms, and, and it wouldn't have been nearly as comfortable as it is now. But um, so yeah, yeah. cool. So that's been yeah. Um, do you have any kind of message for your Miss Fisher fans, which are a legion, so they all love Anthony? Uh, what can I say to my fans? I just want to... <laughs> <laughs> I they love you too, Julie. Is that a loop group on Miss Fisher? Uh, the no. modern one. The modern one. The modern Miss Fisher's Julie's been. Some of those background noises where you hear 
sounds like there's a whole bunch of people talking in the background. That's yeah, my wife. That's me. Yay! And, and sorry, before saying that, we did an interview in our radio show last night with Maria uh, Mercedes. Maria Mercedes, who uh, is a fantastic, uh, iconic Australian actor, and that she was in the first episode playing the role of Madam uh, Perry. Madam. No, no, no Madam Perry, that's, that's, that's you guys. Yeah, that's your friend. Um, um, the, the Madam, she's the, um, she runs, I think it's the Turkish bar in that in the first episode. Oh, anyway. yeah, I can't remember her name, but yeah, I remember um, her, yeah. Yeah, she was. She, she's the Madam in that, so that was, we went, ah, we worked together, but we had, we were on different days. Um, but yes, look, I would just like to say, uh, firstly, just as always, a big shout out. Um, thank you to everyone that's, that's watched the Miss Fisher movie and look the turnout here in Australia it was something to behold we sold out like cinema cinema complex not selling at the cinema but complex that complexes that opened and the whole complex you're talking you know eight ten cinemas every seat booked out in every cinema um, for that when they were traveling around I, I went to the um, to the Melbourne one at um, at the Riverley Cinemas, and but apparently it's the same in Sydney and around around Australia, uh, down in Tassie as well. And um, and what a great group of people the adventurers adventurers club adventurers club it's just just great. And they all came along to to see our uh, performance. They all showed up last minute because I'm terrible at advertising where we are and what's going on. But they found out and and came like I think it was about almost forty people. And came into the casino and saw, you know, one of our <laughs> one of our last shows for a while. Um, and and we they they also had a night that we went after that, um, invited us along and uh, and attended that, and it was just great to catch up. And really, really sorry that the 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 uh, Comic Con the for Miss Fisher Con this year um, got cancelled. Got to be uh, cancelled or postponed, we'll call it. Postponed. Um, and we we. Surely that will happen next year. We were, yeah. There happen. was there were some things in the works for that, which I'll now have to wait um, to talk about later. Which is, which I'll just say, when that restarts, you want to get along to the next one. It's going to be pretty cool. Um, so you need to, if you're listening to this, you need to get on, and you've got the opportunity now because it's uh, going to be further ahead. Uh, that just get on and book those tickets before it sells out because it's going to be a ripper this next uh, Miss Fisher Con. I can tell you that. And they are, like in terms of an organisation that is you know, running events and getting things together, the way they do it is fantastic. It's a really slick, professional operation and, you know, each one of those uh, Miss Fisher cons, uh, you know, has gotten better and better and it's a really fun few days to, um, if you love the show, connect, find your tribe, that's what I say, it's a tribe. <laughs> Miss Fisher Group is a tribe and it's always a pleasure and you, ladies and gents, are the best fans of any show that's ever been. Yay! Ever and I looked it up. Her name is Madame Breda. Madame Breda, that's it. That's it, Madame Breda. Um, and she, if you want to check out her work um, on YouTube at the moment, which Julie was just saying, Andrew Lloyd Webber. Um, uh, yes. He, she's in Love Never Dies. Love Never Dies. She's the... Um, Madam. <laughs> <laughs> Madam, Madam. Madam, Madam. Check it out. Yeah, YouTube that. Madam um, Geary. 
um, yeah, to YouTube that and, and you'll see her work as well and you'll be able to pick her out. Like, the, the voice on her is incredible. She's an incredible person she talk to on radio too. Uh, Sherry, she's a great interview. Oh, okay. Love it. <laughs> Try and see if you can uh, get in contact with her. She'd be a great person to interview. I would love um, to. <laughs> she's, worked, she's worked with the greats too. Uh, she, she was uh, starred alongside Hugh Jackman um, in, in Sunset Boulevard. Sunset Boulevard. Um, she's done some amazing work, a real icon of Australian acting. Wow. But yes, look, big shout out to everyone and thank you, you know, as always. And um, yeah, I, look, I hope, hopefully when all this smoke clears that we, you know, there's another one. I think it's certainly been successful enough I, and I think it's done really well in terms, it, like I said, it's a weird space, this, these films going online and streaming. Um, I think they're certainly getting a, a bigger audience. Hopefully that translates well translates well with the big stream is actually paying more money to, <laughs> to the uh, people that make the films and not all the profit going to the, uh, the streamers alone because um, it's certainly a, a, a very complicated system how all that works. Well, it said on, I, I mean, Acorn, our Acorn is only in the United States, but it said that it was one of the top four most popular movies. Wow. Whoa. And I'm in it. And you're in it. But just be careful that you don't sneeze or blink during that time, otherwise you'll... you'll. Two of the... That's it. I just want to reiterate that I am in two movies that are top of iTunes at the moment for a couple of seconds each. (laughs) (laughs) But that's not what's important. So, you know, you get your cameos, you do them, you take them. But also, and which leads me on to... I've got another film coming out. Um, as one of the leads in, the, uh, in an ensemble cast. Uh, there's five of us in this film called Blackwater Abyss, and that is due to come out very, very shortly. We're imminently waiting on that. That was directed by Andrew Traki, um, and it's a fantastic thriller tale of a group um, of friends who go cave diving, and uh, there's a bit of a rainstorm up the top, the caves get flooded and lo and behold there is a cro- there's a crocodile in the caves and we have to find a way to get away from this crocodile and not wow. drown wow. in and try and get back out of this underground cave. Um, and it's a great it's a it's gonna be a great little thriller film. It stars Luke Mitchell and um, Jessica McNamee uh, and it's gonna be a ripper Ripper film, so mm-hmm. please look out for that one. It's, I'm, I'm, I need to speak to the producers again, but um, it's it was certainly due to come out at the moment. Obviously, again, they're not sure whether they're, you know, how that they'll do that release with everything where the cinemas are at, whether that ends up on streaming platforms or not. I'm not sure, but um, uh, I hope that people enjoy that one and uh, and get a bit of a giggle out of it. Uh, and there's also another film, uh, the what was called The Orchard, now it's called Hunter's Moon. Uh, if you want to go and see that, you'll see my uh, big bull head appear in that one as well. Is that on iTunes as well? I don't know. I'm not sure where that's... It's definitely out streaming at the moment. Uh, it's called Hunter's Moon. Um, we, need to, we need to have a look at that. We need to have a look at that one. <laughs> um, terrible. I should have all that information, information with me, but I know that it did get released. Um, and now I can't even think of the lead actor in that escaping how terrible that is. It's, um, that guy. That guy. Okay. Big hip. That guy. <laughs> <laughs> that guy. Yeah, he's going to find... It. He's, he's got, got like, that girl? 
from um, Hong. This TV show Hong. Da, 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 da. Oh, here we go, he's going to find it. Here we go, Hunter's Moon. So, Patrick. Not okay. sure. Yeah, well, actually, it does have. God, he's, look, he's not even in the cast there, View five more. Um, so, yes, I'm going to just quickly roll over it. The, the Thomas Jane is the uh, leader. Fantastic, fantastic actor. Jay Moore's in it as well. And Katrina Bowden and Sean Patrick Flannery are the, uh, the leads in this one. So it's. Um, it's a it's a rip out little film. It's well worth a watch. Cool. Um, we're running out of time. Uh, what is your website? And uh, so they can uh, do the chain and find out all your stuff, and also all of your uh, social uh, media, so they can say hi. Okay. So uh, first, if you want to connect with me on social media, it's Anthony J Sharp, and Sharp has an E on the end. So I've pretty much got that for uh, Insta and Facebook. I've got a Twitter account. I don't even know how to use it, so um, don't don't bother with that. But um, I try to be reasonably active on uh, on Instagram. And if you want to uh, check out this project that's coming out, um, that's on my production company's website, which is setapartpictures.net forward slash the dash chain dash movie dash project. I could have come up with a shorter URL for that. But, uh, <laughs> the time I haven't, so that's what it is. That's probably what it's going to have to stay as, as well. Um, so check that out as well. Um, we're launching that on the 1st of May, May Day. May Day. Oh, okay. Uh, and Julie, you can be found socials on. Yeah. Uh, okay, and um, uh, Princes of the Night, if you want to get inspired by some gorgeous-looking men, um, what's what's the website address for that? Is it princes.com? princes.com. Uh, but they're Princes of the Night Facebook, Princes of the Night Instagram. I am Ms. Juliet on Instagram. But I'm not very active on it. And... It's princes.com.au too, by the way. .com.au. Check it out. If you want to see... Um, it's actually a lot of those guys on that. They uh, it was actually photos of me, and they photoshopped their heads. So all those <laughs> actually me. Um, amazing. No, but if, if if you go and check out, see if you can see some of the footage. Julie never says it about herself, but she is amazing on stage. We actually had um, some of the Miss Fisher fans come in as well and see the show. If you want us when she gets back on that stage again, ladies and gents, look out. If you're ever in Melbourne. You need to get to the Princes of the Night in the Crown Casino. It's a show that's on every Saturday night, and Julie is the MC, and she will make you laugh and make you cry and <laughs> make you do everything in between. It's a fantastic <laughs> night of entertainment. Oh, thanks. Thanks for the plug. Yeah. <laughs> Got to plug. Got to plug yourself. All right. So, Eric, yeah. uh, is that all of your social media, both of you? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So, Anthony J. Sharp for Insta and Facebook for me, and Ms. Juliet. Yeah, M I Z. J U double L I E T E. There you go. Sounds a little bit unsure about that. Someone, someone, someone did it for me, and they spelled Juliet really weird. So I'm. <laughs> yeah, it took me a while to find it. Um, anyway, um, thank you guys for coming on the show and and taking time out from your projects. I really appreciate it. Oh, no, thank uh, you. It's right. been nice to sit on the couch for a while. <laughs> We're sitting here in our tracksuit pants, socks, with the heat on and it raining outside. Yeah, we're about to get our wintery blast, maybe some snow today, because it's going to be the coldest day in April for 
decades, apparently. There you go. Wow. Well, keep warm. Have a nice, nice, warm, snuggly. And, yeah. And a lot of love from the U.S. Um, again, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you. Share it, everyone. Thank Please you. Speak to you soon. Bye. Thank you, and thank you for chatting with Sherry. Thank you.